Welcome to the Soul Grit Podcast. I'm Ann Taylor McNeese, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I also love Jesus, and I'm passionate about all things gospel and therapy. I created Soul Grit to be at the intersection of mental health and Christian faith. Christ followers need a place to ask questions and get answers about mental health. Join me as we dive into real stories and real questions from people who want to honor God with their hearts, souls, and minds. Welcome back to the Soul Grit Podcast. This is Anne, and today I have part two of a conversation with Michelle Niedert. If you haven't listened to part one, you might want to pause this and go back so that things that we're saying are going to make a little more sense here. It was originally intended as a one-part episode, but we just got going and I had to cut it into two to make sure you could listen all the way through. So go ahead and listen to last week's episode and then come back and hear the rest of the conversation here. I know a lot of people may look at a book on Make Up Your Mind and you know, I'm just gonna be honest with you. I have some competitors out there that are far more well-known than me have written great books recently on mindset. Now I had no idea they were coming when I was working on it, but here's why it's okay. To do that, because one of the greatest things I worked for Louis Giglio in college. And one time I was at a conference with a guy named Dave Busby, who was another leader at the time. And Dave was the oldest man living with, I think it was like some cystic fibrosis or something. Okay. And when I was at dinner with them, I said to Dave, I'm like, your message blew me away. I've never heard anything like that before. And he called me a liar. <laughs> it's kind of an unusual experience to have to meet somebody and you say, you give them a compliment and they call you a liar. And he said, you work for this guy. And I said, yeah. And he, so he said, you listen to him all the time, even before you were, you know, him. And I was like a volunteer, you know, in the church, but I'd also gone overseas with his ministry to England. And he said, and you, um, he said, and you probably grew up in a home, uh, parents, uh, oh, yeah, my dad has a theology degree, you know, kind mm-hmm. of thing, leader in the church. And he said, young lady, he said, you're not going to learn a lot of new stuff, but to, to remember and live what you know will be a daily choice. And I still kind of almost get emotional as I talk about it because it's the real battle we all face. It's why my clients come back. Sometimes my clients will graduate and they'll feel bad. Like they'll feel bad because they're making another appointment. Like, and sometimes I think, should we call it graduation? I like that name because it's kind of a celebration, (laughs) but it doesn't mean you can't come back because you get, you know, I told him one time one came back and I said, some people get masters and doctorates, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a good idea sometime to come back. But a lot of times when they come back, I, I say to them where we left off is these were the goals and these were the things you were doing on a daily, weekly basis. Mm-hmm. How's that going? And one of them was so funny. She's kind of my overachiever. She goes, you know what? She's like, we can talk today, but um, I'm going to go work on doing those things again because they <laughs> didn't really work for me. Yeah. And I totally forgot about all of them by now. Yeah. And and then I think I'm going to be a lot better really fast. I probably won't need you very long. I just right. need you to hold me accountable to yeah. putting those things back in my back in place. I know like what a to refresher. do. Yeah. yeah. I know what to do. I'm not doing it. Yeah. And I think I that's actually, what a lot of us need. <laughs> I had a client this week tell me like, she gets so stressed out. And then she said, I just, when I see your face, I know what I'm supposed to do. So I keep making appointments to see your face. <laughs> well, and here's the other thing that does. It's funny. Well, I'll tell you a funny story like that. So one of my clients was actually thinking about doing something really dumb. Mm. And it was like 11 o'clock at night. And he, I'll tell you what he's going to do. Cause a long time ago, you would never figure it out. He was going to buy something off the street. 
because mm. he was struggling and he couldn't get his prescription refilled easily yeah, and it's yeah. controlled substance. So let's think about doing that. Mm-hmm. And he literally thought he heard my voice. So I was like, "Uh Oh, is he hallucinating? And he was thinking the same thing. Like he heard my voice and it stopped him. And he thought, I'm not going to do this. She's mm-hmm. given me coping skills. I'm not using them. And I'm going to start using them right now. Well, he walked in the other room. And so I used to be the crisis counselor for a school district and they still air some of my interviews on the city channel. So I was literally it, on it literally the city was. channel. Yeah, yeah. He really did hear my voice. So it is funny. And what that's to me, I just wrote an article for ministry leaders and I'm speaking at a ministry conference. Um, to me, counseling, coaching, mentoring, whatever you're doing, you're creating a space and time in your life to be accountable to someone else, no different than like a personal trainer or your doctor, to creating a change or to, to evaluating where you are mm-hmm. and thinking about what you want to do. Because a lot of us go into robot mode. And mm-hmm. that's why I wrote Make Up Your Mind, because we get into this robot mode and then we cycle into a bad place and then we don't understand how we got there. And it really is. We just dropped a lot. So if you're listening to this today and you think, I know what to do, what's wrong with me, you're Paul. Paul says, I know what to do and I don't do it. No. You know, he, he's the first guy who I think coined the, coined the term in Greek, the struggle is real. <laughs> <laughs> so he got it. He wrote letters to his people because he knew he wasn't going to be there to remind him about it. Yeah. We need reminders too. Yeah. We read the letters that he wrote years ago to remind us. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes we have to think about how do I infuse that into my life from a practical standpoint? And who do I answer to, to make sure I don't binge Netflix instead of do that? Mm-hmm. You know? Although that's a great distraction skill in DBT. I laugh. Sometimes, There's yeah. this fine line, right? Between yeah. binging Netflix to kind of shut your brain down yeah. or it becoming almost addictive behavior as an escape from the life that you don't want to face. Yeah. And sometimes I'll even have my clients like send me a selfie of you doing the thing that you said you were going to do this week, you know, yeah. like, like just have some accountability in that. Or I've had, oh, I'm clients- so glad you said that because, um, I have a client who owes me an email because oh. he was supposed to report to me on something yesterday and he Uh did not do it. So I do need, and and clients can't write me long emails, obviously, but just, I shaved a little time off this session. And I said to him, I want to take this time and I want you to send me an email twice this week. We gave him the dates because I want to see if it's happening. And if it's not, I'm going to give you a little prod. Mm -hmm. So I owe him a prod. It's hard to do that as a counselor. Cause when you get a caseload, like a lot of my staff have, like, if you don't see everybody weekly, Mm-hmm. then you're going to have a caseload of maybe 40, 60 clients that you right. see in a month. So it's hard to do that. Yeah. But for, for some people, we do that for a short period of time to just, and it's not going. everybody on your caseload that, no. needs that kind of thing. No. So you just have to, you know, know who needs it. And, and I always tell my clients, like, I'm not going to remember what homework I assigned you. <laughs> you know? Unless I look at my notes, right? right? Because I'm now talking to somebody else. Yes, yeah. exactly. So I'll, I'll tell them, you know what, if you do your homework or you, we don't always have homework, but if I give you something to work on in between and you don't do it, that's on you. I mean, you're the one that's paying to come here. And if you do your stuff, you can come back and you, we can share about it and we can make progress. If you don't, you're not in trouble. I'm not going to get on your case. Some people only have the bandwidth to give the one hour to it. Right. So that's all they can do. But yes, we have a sign actually in our waiting room that says the other six days, 23 hours, because they make such a difference in the process of change. If you want to move fast, Mm -hmm. then you have to dedicate a little more time to the work we're doing 
during, it's just like, if you go see a personal trainer once a week and you only work out with them once a week, you're not going to get much muscles. Yeah. You know, that's good. Texas phrase in it. You're not going to get much muscles, but if you see that trainer and she sets up a program for you and you do that on a regular basis, just like I'm doing with my physical therapist, right? I'm trying. And this is where you have to evaluate yourself. (laughs) If I don't do the exercises, I told her I will make more appointments to see you right now. I'm planning on seeing her once a week, but I told her the first time I go three or four days, or I haven't, if I go from one week to the next week and I have not done any exercises, then I will be increasing my frequency because that, and that's what I tell clients. So, you know, a lot of them are like, I don't know how often I need to meet with you. Well, I like to meet with everybody like three times in a row. I don't know if you do that. So I kind of get to know them a little bit and we feel like we're moving, Mm -hmm. but then I'm okay with them changing their pace, but then they have to understand that that could affect their progress Mm -hmm. in that process too, as well. And I'm really respectful of that. And some people need more accountability than others. Mm -hmm. And some people have more bandwidth, like my bandwidth right now is shrinking a lot. So, because this book's coming out and I'm, I'm speaking like, I think I speak like 20 times in the next like four months or something. No, I've been watching your social media. You're crazy. I know (laughs) It's very busy. So with, when that happens, like I just reached out to my coach and, and I coach coaches. I teach them how to build real practices with real clients. I think a lot of people get a certification and that's why I tell them, if you can get a certification in a weekend, you're probably not going to have enough to offer services as a coach Yeah, you're, because you and I've spent what, how you, years, you need to, years. yeah, you need to invest <laughs> in a training and a process that's going to make you competent that somebody's going to pick you over somebody else who's also out there offering those services. And it's going to have a little bit to do with what you know, how to mass master. Yeah. And how, and not only if you can do it, but can you help others do it? Yeah. Yes, Michelle, you're a busy lady. So well, that is true, but I'm a busy lady who we talk about this in the book, mm-hmm. who needs who has to rest because nobody's yes. brain and body is we talk about the physical element of mindset. You cannot hold on to good healthy mindsets if you are not giving yourself sleep. Yes. And you are not giving yourself rest. So there's mm-hmm. a physical, I talk about this all the time. There's a physical component to mindset. If you're struggling with your mindset and you're not getting enough sleep, or you might work want to work on your sleep, your mindset might get better. Mm-hmm. If you're struggling with your mindset and you're living in a very toxic relationship, mm-hmm. you're going to need to surround yourself with a lot of positive relationships because they need to undo the messages of that. Yeah. In fact, I think you have a question for me about soul care. That's going to kind of relate. Yeah. To it's going to come up. Yeah. Just, um, the first two episodes in 2022 that I did was about these five resets. And I have a client that made, um, like a compass rose, like North, South, East, West, but she put on their nutrition, exercise, sleep, social supports and spirituality. Yeah. And she keeps that right in front of her desk. And if you don't have like this kind of foundational level of health, just health in general, like you're not going to be able to transform your mind in that way. Well, because mental health is integrated with all the different aspects of health, Mm -hmm. physical health, relational health, spiritual health, all these different types of emotional health, 
which a lot of times has to do with our body chemistry, they all interact together. Mm-hmm. And so I think you and I both have an, it sounds like a very holistic approach to counseling. Yeah. Um, and it was funny because Deborah and I were talking about that. Her book is invi- divided into those aspects of the wheel. That's kind of all of our counseling filters because we know you can get better by working at your, on your mind, but we also know you can get better by walking every day because mm-hmm. we know walking depends on the study, 20 to 30 minutes, yep. three to five times a week is as effective as that low dose of Celexa that I took, but I was walking. And I still wasn't getting enough from it because I had always been walking and I couldn't (laughs) walk any more than I, I mean, I didn't think I could boost the serotonin that way anymore than I was, Correct. you know, because here's the thing that's hard when you are struggling with depression and anxiety, you don't have the same amount of energy to do the things you know to do. Mm -hmm. And that's when it gets hard. Mm -hmm. And that's where sometimes I think the other thing you and I provide, um, the one book I make all our counselors read, it's the first book they have to read is called um, solution focused pastoral counseling. Oh, okay. And he talks about, um, I teach it in the class. I teach marriage and family therapy occasionally as an adjunct mm-hmm. and I make the ministers read it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, y'all need to have some basic skills, you know, yes. more than my, one of my friends, Jeez. her husband is, is the pastor of one of the largest churches in the Dallas area. And he's like, I'm so glad y'all exist. Cause she was a social worker. He said, cause when people come in and tell me their problems, I think that is really bad or that's not so bad. Suck it up and get over it. Or I don't know what to tell you. And none of those are good counsel. (laughs) Other than love Jesus and trust him. And here's what his word says. That's all he can do because he's a pastor and that is what he's equipped to do. But he doesn't have time to sit and unpack and listen and pray. And he's not wired to be compassionate towards that anyway. So that is where we come in sometimes as I I really wanted to disciple people in the church. And I realized there's no paid staff position. And if there is pastoral care, it's the first position they cut. going back to solution focused pastoral counseling, one of the chapters talks about the importance of hope. And I think what we offer a lot of times for our clients is, you know, how you talked about that person who wakes up and they can't find their hope. Yeah. Then we bring the hope of God into the room for them to find some hope until they can produce it themselves. Yep. And I think that's such an important calling in the role of Christian counseling. I think it might even say that on my website that I Ooh. will hold your hope until you oh, can pick it back up again. That's yeah. so beautiful. I love the way you say that. It's really pretty. <laughs> Actually, I Michelle, love meeting I, like-minded people. It's yeah. Favorite. I feel like so many things you have said, I'm like, yeah, I do that. Or yeah, that's yeah. just like me. We can so. work together. We can totally work together. Okay. Yeah. So I, I feel like we were going to probably talk a little bit more about your book and the different kinds of mindsets, but we kind of like ran out of time talking about all these other cool you know things. What? I think that's totally good. What we'll do is like, get the book, check it out, check out yeah. the victim mindset and the scarcity mindset and the depressive mindset and the angry mindset. Yeah. We've got a lot of, we've got just a huge variety of mindsets and and I think that's too much to cover really anyway. We didn't even write the book yeah. for somebody to just re- sit down and read. We really right. wrote the book for you to get. And if you're struggling with this type of mindset, you can read from a biblical teaching, that deep preacher theology perspective from Denise, mm-hmm. and then follow it with how do I do this in my life every day yeah. for me, you kind of get two books in one. It's like a little bonus package. And, and then you can work on those things. And, and I do think it's going to take that. And maybe you're going to need to find some people to help you with that too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the book is called make up your mind Yes. and it's going to be available when 
mid-April. You can Mid pre-order it now. Here's the cool thing. Perfect. I don't know when you're going to put this out, but it is already available for pre-order on Amazon and we would love for you to pre-order it. And it's really pretty. It kind of, um, I'm a Baylor girl and grew up in Waco. So it's got a magnolia look to it. Okay. You know, who knows? Maybe they'll carry it. And you know, my, probably one of my dreams would be that it's, it's got a door with like a key on it, you know, totally like could be in their store. Yeah. Um, but guys, it's got good stuff in it. It might look a little like, you know, cute, but I promise you, you're going to get deep meat out of this because okay. Denise packs it in. Let me tell you. In fact, I'm just like, whoa, I'm back in seminary again because <laughs> I went to seminary and it's like, I'm reading her stuff and I'm thinking, oh, it feels like, so if you love that deep stuff, if you want to learn more, yeah, we will have that in there. But if you also are like, oh, that might be a little much for me. I might get overwhelmed, but I need something really practical that I can do today to kind of be a lifeline. That's where I'm going to throw that in as well. Perfect. Okay. So I'll have links for that. And as well as your Instagram in the show notes. So people that can find good. you. Yeah, They can just go to your mental health coach.com. Okay. Because that's okay. really what I want to help people with is it, and the public, like when I'm in my office, I work sometimes with mental illness, but when I'm in the coaching office, when I'm speaking, when I'm doing national consults, when I'm doing these types of things, I want to help you stay as mentally healthy as you can mm -hmm. and protect your mental health. Yeah. And I think in order to do that, you have to, you know, it is, you've got to be spiritually healthy, emotionally healthy, uh, physically healthy. Those come in. That doesn't mean you can't like have a diagnosis of, right. some, you know, I've had a hip replacement. I have horrible osteoarthritis. You can have chronic pain and you can still be physically healthy. You can be as physically healthy as you can be. As you can be. Yeah. yeah. That's why yeah. I drank, even though I work with Daniel Amen. Um, oh, the good. Amen clinics are in Dallas. I think they're up in your area too. Yeah. yeah and Newport. so, um, you know, I drank my green smoothie today because I work with the nutritionist and it's, I just have a hard time getting the fruits and vegetables in. Mm -hmm. So I threw them all in with some protein today and some coconut water because I'm struggling with dehydration <laughs> because of all the medication they put in me. And I, it's, it actually, I found one I love, so okay. it helps for sure to find something that you like. Oh, we might have to have it. you share the recipe here. <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you the secret okay. cherries and pineapple, oh, frozen okay. cherries and frozen pineapple. Okay. I, I think it's my Southern cowgirl coming out. I love me some pineapple. For sure. <laughs> and so, um, they don't grow in Texas. Yeah. And for some, and the cherries are really good. They have hydraulic acid in them. Mm -hmm. So because I'm struggling with like joints and I need to have things greased and I need that anti-inflammatory, <laughs> yeah. I use that specifically and yeah. yeah, um, it tastes really sweet. And Oh, one other big secret, just vanilla extract. A lot of people oh, don't okay. think about that, but that's, that's like making it more like, I kind of joke. It's like my vanilla shake, more, like more like a milkshake yeah. than a yeah. healthy yeah. smoothie. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit yeah. more, even though it's green, it's very green. I even throw a little MCT oil in it to get further to, you know, mm -hmm. help with the grease, but yeah. And, and, and every, not everybody's got to have a smoothie. Some people like my mother doesn't need that cheat salad, mm -hmm. but, and I've got jars of salad in my fridge, but there's no guarantee I'm going to pop one out this <laughs> week. <so. laughs> Okay. Well, I did, I did frozen mango and spinach in mine this morning. There you so, go. Yeah, yeah, we're exactly. doing it. <laughs> okay. So the final question is Michelle, what are you doing for soul care? You know, I think what you're going to hear from a lot of people are like spending time in their the God's word mm -hmm. journaling and things like that. And that has been a big part of my life in the past, but I was really thinking about what is caring for my soul more mm -hmm. than anything right now. And you talked about sometimes we're exposed to God's word through other people. 
Yeah. Well, my sister, Melissa Spolstra is a Lifeway Bible study teacher. Oh, okay. And so she is the digging deeper. So I'm surrounded by these people. I can't get away from them. So, but she and I talk and she has a very similar lifestyle to me, you know, um, podcast. She doesn't like podcasts. So she didn't really do that very often. She doesn't when the publisher makes her, I'd be on a (laughs) podcast every day, but like writing deadlines. And those are things I avoid like the plague. If I can get away with it, like they, our publisher just asked us to write an article for uh, their um, conference magazine. And my um, co-author took the majority of it. And I wrote just a little bit at the bottom, you know, because that's the way I like to roll. And so, um, but talking with her every day and she and I have a similar skill set. And that is that we approach each other without judgment. We, we know we are for each other. And mm-hmm. that is like the, I think that's such a reflection of God in somebody's life is because he's for us. Scripture is very clear. He that is in us is greater than he that's in the world. He is for us. He has redeemed us. He's called us by name. We're chosen all these different things we talked about in the girl's book, loved and cherished, um, which is a devotional for tween girls. Um, but Melissa helps me remember those hard things. And when I talk to her, she's, She's, she's good at empathizing with me mm-hmm. and she's also good at reminding me of God's truth and that encourages me. And so the other thing we do is we kind of, in a way, it's like a little accountability powwow. Cause we both ask, what do you have going today? What are you trying to get done? And, and if you even just say that out loud to another person, right. you're more likely to do it than if you yeah. just think it in your head, mm-hmm. you know, you're more likely to do it if you write it down, yeah. um, you're more likely to do it. If you tell somebody else you're going to do it. And right. so we kind of have that going for us, but also sometimes I get stuck. I don't know if you ever experienced this, but like I was writing and I had, I think I had like 60 words too many. And I knew where the section <laughs> where that was. And sometimes another set of eyes on our lives or on our writing or whatever it is, is just super helpful. And the other thing that's really great is that just like, you know, the father said to Jesus, this is my son who I am well pleased. Mm-hmm. Like, she's really good about not only saying I cut this, this, and this, you're saying the same thing over and over again. Like right. you kind of do, cause sometimes I have trouble landing the plane. We kind of laugh, you know? <laughs> so, um, but she said, cause I got a lot of time to do that every week in the office. It's a little different than, you know, for I had 500 words on this one okay. to land the plane. I actually had half because half was the problem and half was the solution. So very low plan landing. Um, but she also said, this is great. This is going to make a difference in people's lives. Yeah. And that's the other thing I think a lot of us, some of you who are listening today may feel like there's nobody really who's cheering you on. Mm-hmm. And I think you got to find people who would cheer you on. So I think ha- making time to talk to Melissa in the morning is my, a part of my soul care practice because she reminds me of who God is in me. She's known me my whole life. So there's mm-hmm. no pull in the wool over her eyes mm-hmm. and she cheers me on. That's great. I'll have to make her listen to this now. Okay. Yeah. She got a bit of, she'll get her to get her. She'll cheer her on in that sense. Yeah. 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 I just had a client, um, say to me, she had just moved to the area and we were meeting pretty frequently. And she said, then she went for like a month without making an appointment. So I called to check in with her. She said, you know what? When I first moved here, I really needed you. I needed you to hold me accountable and to help me work through some things but I got involved in my church and I started making friends and I don't need you as much anymore. And she felt she's got other people. Yeah. She felt a little bit bad telling me that. And then I, but I said, no, this is perfect. This is exactly how your life is supposed to go. Like you have counselors for when you need counselors, but then the rest of it is just your natural life and the body of Christ is there to support you. 
That's right. Because we're the vessels, right? And then Mm -hmm. God can use other vessels. And when you get some other vessels going, you may not need our vessel. And that's great. I don't ever take that personally. I know there's other vessels looking for me, so I'm not worried about that either. No, I'm saying mission accomplished, right? Yes. (laughs) Yes. But, and and I think that's so great. And then it's great Mm -hmm. sometimes to say, Hey, you know me better than a lot of people do. And I want to come in and talk to you about this because it's a safe place. I'm not going to blab to anybody else. And I'm also, I I don't have a vested interest in our agenda in your life. And that's helpful sometimes. Um, So yeah, I'm very grateful for soul care for sure. And I'm grateful for you. Thanks for having me on the show today. Yeah, there's so many similarities. I feel like we could probably just talk all day. So thanks for being here. I hope you enjoyed listening to that interview with Michelle Niedert and that you will go over and check out some of her links and some of the resources that she's providing. I also want to remind you, if you're listening to this episode on the day that it releases, which is February 22nd, you are just in time for the book giveaway with Drew Frozy. We'll be over on Instagram live today. You can watch our video or try to catch us live there and you might be the winner of Drew's book. He's going to send out a signed copy. So thank you for that, Drew. And I hope you guys can really find that to be a useful resource and really meaningful in your life as you follow Jesus. So make sure you catch us over on Instagram later today. And one final reminder, on February 28th, I'm going to be offering the masterclass about confidently integrating your faith into your counseling practice. So if you're a therapist or you know a therapist who is personally a Christian but doesn't necessarily practice counseling from that perspective, this class is for you. We're going to be going over how your calling and identity all wrap up together with your clinical skill to be able to produce really deep results for your clients. So go over to soulgritresources.com and get signed up for that. The Soul Grit Podcast is a production of Soul Grit Resources. You can find more at soulgritresources.com or on the socials at Soul Grit Resources. You can email me at info at soulgritresources.com.